21CL Radio. Happy Monday morning to you. My name is Michael Bull. I'm your host today, and welcome to the Education Vanguard, and welcome to our continuing mission of building communities of learners. Today, I've got Tara Linney. She's an educational technology coach at Singapore American School. Coding is the new literacy. Sometimes I want to shout that from the rooftops until everybody hears it and jumps onto the movement, dropping everything they are doing now to focus on bringing daily coding into the classroom. Well, guess what? My yelling and screaming ain't going to make it happen. Instead, today's guest, Tara Linney of Singapore American School, has an alternative to bringing coding to the classroom. As an elementary technology coach, Tara chose to look for opportunities within the existing math curriculum for coding opportunities. One of the areas that jumped out quickly for her was geometry. Tara shares her ideas with us today, including a study she's conducting on the efficacy of her efforts. Tara is also the 21st Century Learning Innovative Educational Coaching Award recipient this year. Go, Tara. Enjoy the conversation. Tara Lenny, thanks so much for joining me on the program today. Thank you for having me. Well, I certainly seem to have a lot of people from Singapore, uh, as well, <laughs> including Singapore American School. So you might as well join in the bandwagon. Either there's a lot of you, or you guys are just awesome, or perhaps both. Do you know which one it is? It's probably both. Probably both. <laughs> All right, well said. Uh, today we're going to talk about coding, and I'm excited about coding. Uh, specifically, we're talking about coding more towards the elementary, and that's uh, where I focus as an elementary school technology coach. Uh, can you tell us uh, why should we code in the classroom anyway? So when you code, oftentimes in the school systems, like we're all about testing and getting things right on the first try. Right. Um, what coding does is it allows students an opportunity where they can learn through iteration. So they're not going to get everything correct on the first try when it comes to coding. Mm-hmm. Um, so it gives them that perseverance. And with Common Core Standards, there's uh, MP1, which is all about persevering through problem solving, uh, which we can all kind of say is necessary in life anyhow. Okay, got it. Now, you already mentioned Common uh, Core, so we talked just a little bit before the show about actually getting it into the classroom. So you're not just walking in saying, I I would guess, saying, hey, here we go, everybody, we're going to code today, and we're not going to do one of our math lessons for the next six weeks or something. How do you do it? (laughs) So it's actually quite strategic placement. Um, For example, I'm working on a case study right now um, to see what what uh, pedagogical, what learning changes happen when students learn how to code, um, particularly in the realm of geometry. So there's a lot of programs out there that deal with degrees and angles Mm -hmm. and turns and shapes and things of that nature. Um, So when students are, and I'm working on um, the results right now, um, but what we're seeing is that when students are exposed to those types of coding activities before they're actually taught the concept of an angle, um, they do a lot better in the geometry concepts. Oh, now that's interesting because I, oddly enough, has just been in the fourth grade classroom, uh, three different ones doing coding or do, co- using Scratch to do angles, but they already had learned about the angles. In fact, I'd asked them to. So did I blow it? You did not. You reinforced it. Oh, but that's not as good, is it? 
Um, actually, they're both good because oh, with okay. math, it should be something that students are exposed to in a lot of different ways. And um, when you front load, like with the vocabulary and the information in that way, mm -hmm. um, what it does is when students go into the coding activities that utilize it, they, they're able to recall that content knowledge, which is really awesome. Okay, so I want to ask you about two things. One, a little bit more about the study, but just real quickly from my own knowledge. What is, did it look like when you do uh, coding of angles in the classroom? Like, what does that lesson like? What happens? Um, so basically on code.org, they have these courses in Code Studio and um, any of the ones where it has a stage that starts with the word artist instead of sequence mm -hmm. um, will have students go through and code using different degrees and have to draw shapes and create houses and um, make circles and things of that nature. And so it exposes them to this new language um, and the difference between, say, like a one-degree um, turn versus mm -hmm. like a 90-degree turn. Oh, so I, I use Scratch. Oh, yeah. So this, is, yeah. this is, sounds like it's a lot better. <laughs> they're both really good. Scratch is really good for creating. Uh -huh. um, Code.org, their resources are really good for the basic logic and problem-solving of learning. Okay. Mm -hmm. Are they to the point where, like, so if I'm doing Scratch in the classroom, I need to be there to help the teacher with code.org. Could I get them started and then they could continue on their own and that would build more capacity? Yes, definitely. Okay, good. I should have talked to you. Why didn't, you, why didn't we do this like three weeks ago? <laughs> <laughs> we'll know for next time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I should just be happy for the knowledge. Uh, okay, let's go back to the study a little bit. So what is going on with that? Uh, you just woke up one morning and you're having your Wheaties and you're like, you know, I did coding. I think we should do a study about this. Or are you enrolled in a class? Or are you getting lots of extra money? Or, or what's the story? No, um, it's just from teaching back in the States and seeing uh -huh. the impact that um, like an after-school coding club had on girls at an all at an all girls school um but seeing the impact that it had on their learning um i wanted to explore that further and so for the last few years i've been doing well i've been doing hour of code since it came out uh -huh. um, which a lot of educators have which is amazing um but i spent a summer working for tinkers just to see like how their programming works uh -huh. how they run their summer camps and things like that and um, from there, coded like the uh, match the Common Core standards that relate to programming um, to Tinker's platform. Uh -huh. There, it's just been like you know promoting and telling other educators about like here's the tie-ins and here's how it can work in your classroom. Okay, I see. So how how does it work? So uh, tell me a little bit about the study, and then at the end, when you're done with it, I assume you're not yet. What do you plan to do with the information? No, it's probably, um, I'm just in the first, like, within the first two phases right now. Uh -huh. uh, um, what I would like to do is publish a white paper uh, to show the impact that coding does have on students. Um, and for different students, it's going to be different. Uh, right now, I've got 97 sample students to use. And um, just still kind of in the data gathering and analyzation of results uh, steps right now. Um, so hopefully in the next year I can finalize the report, um, publish it in a white paper, and just show like the growth that happens when students are exposed to these things, um, these coding and programming platforms. Okay, so will you let me know when you do that? Yes. And we can do another one of these podcasts? Yes. Maybe you can just open the white paper and read it page after page. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to be very interesting. So tell me what's on page one. Okay. Now you page know. two. <laughs> now, do you have a hypothesis going in to this? I mean, are, are you see, like, for me, it would be like, this, it's got to say that there's learning so that I can secretly continue to, my insidious push to get coding into the curriculum. 
Right. Um, so basically I'm going in because I don't want the, I don't want my opinions or data to, I don't want my opinions to skew the data in any way. Um, so I'm just going in basically with the question of what impact does um, the introduction of computer programming have on students learning with math standards. Okay. Got it. And I've got the specific standards and everything. So yeah. All right. And what, what made you decide to do this? Um, I work very closely with my teachers, uh -huh. uh, and I have been meeting with the math team and going in uh, during their math lessons just to see, like, how things are taught, what challenges students are having, um, and geometry is just one of those areas that it's like, like oh, no, we have to teach this abstract concept, yeah. um, you know, where it's not just number sense. Like, now it's, no, we have to manipulate, like, physical things to understand how they work. Um, so... That's basically where it came from, and it was just a very simple question of what if we did things differently, and what if we introduced students to um, programming platforms prior to direct instruction in geometry. Okay, so you were just looking, you, you saw a problem, and you are just looking to solve it. Basically, yeah. Okay, <laughs> uh, so a broader question, should coding be, the, is it a new literacy? Should it be something that's taught uh, along with everything else, math, you know, language arts, music, art? Should coding be in there as well, do you think? I think it should be. I think in order to get students ready for their futures, um, coding is just at least the problem solving and the logic building portion of it mm -hmm. is something that students should have. Um, definitely. Should, but just having those skill set, or you think it should be like labeled like, oh, I'm going to coding class now? No, I think at the elementary level, it would be really great just to be integrated in, just like how technology is. Like, you don't want students to think that, oh, I'm going to technology class. Uh -huh. This is my technology time. And that's the way it used um, to be, right? When, when it first came out. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Which makes sense, but uh -huh. kids pick these things up so quickly and so easily that we don't have to go down that road of here's how you do this and here's how you do that. I think that what coding does at the elementary level is it allows students to just jump in and figure it out and problem solve in a collaborative way um, that makes the teacher the third person um, in the room that they would go to, right? Uh -huh. But the, the tricky part is like, so I, I see you're saying that the kids pick it up, but if I'm a teacher and I don't have any coding background, how do I even set up the lesson to get it so the kids can learn it? You know, you must face those challenges. I know I do. Uh, <laughs> you have any magic sauce or secret sauce for that? Most definitely. Um, you've just got to be open. So uh -huh. um, number one is embracing the iteration mindset. Right. Um, yeah, tell me about that. What does that mean? Well, it means being comfortable with not being right all the time. It uh -huh. means being comfortable with, like, stepping outside of the box and trying something new and maybe failing the first few times. Um, and it, it means being open with your students and saying, I don't know. You know, I mean, we're all learners, and it's time that we start acting like we're learners right there with the students when it comes to things that we're not 100% on. Because mm -hmm. what that does is it empowers the teacher, or sorry, it, um, sorry, it empowers the student. And the teacher. And the teacher. Yeah, well, let's empower everybody. Okay. Yes. You mean empowering them to, that it's okay to, to have version one, two, and three? Yes, exactly. Okay, I understand. Well, let's take a little turn here. So, Tara, you mentioned that you uh, taught in an all-girls school before, correct? Yes. So, I, when I do coding, girls tend to, be, to attack coding differently than boys. 
frankly, they actually kind of go from start to finish and are much more focused where the boys are more like, oh, check this out. Oh, isn't that neat? Or ha, 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 ha. Or, you know, they're, they're looking for the quick fixes, it seems like, sometimes. But did, you, did you do coding with girls? And where do you think that's going? Because it, what is it, like 80% of the people who graduate with computer science degrees are men or something? Yes, um, that number is still quite high. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so with girls, uh, with working at the all-girls school, it was a completely different perspective than being in a school with both boys and girls. Mm-hmm. Um, there, I did see them persevere in problem-solving, um, in being creative, in asking questions and collaborating with one another. Um, and that was really great to see. Uh, after I, I was in Washington, D.C., I went to a school just outside of Chicago and didn't quite see that uh-huh. <laughs> um, because there were girls and boys. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think that the movement towards g- getting more girls into coding is it's a worthy cause, and it's definitely something that we should be paying attention to. Um, Google's done a really good job with this website called madewithcode.com, mm-hmm. which gets girls um, interested by way of creating apps and uh doing activities that relate to something creative because with girls it's more about the creativity yeah. and, and with boys it's more about like here's the cool thing that i made like here's the problem that i solved you know um yeah i wonder if that carries through uh, as they become adults as well I don't know. That's part of a study that I want to do, but it would take a whole lot more time just to see. Um, so here at Singapore American School, we do have uh, computer science classes mm-hmm. in high school, um, and then we also have some in middle school. And I'm just curious to see the students who enroll in those courses, what electives were they in in middle school, what electives were they in in elementary school, mm-hmm. and then what happens when they go to college. Okay. Well, you should, I mean, you should be able to pull that data, at least within Singapore American School, to see what sort of how they sort of track themselves. Of course, the populations are so mobile anyway, so, right? Exactly. Tra- yes. Transitory, I guess, is the right word. All right. Let's take get back a little bit towards coding. So I'm a teacher. And some of the people who listen to this podcast don't have tech coaches like Tara hanging around. Tara. Tara. Or, the, or her. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So Tara or Tara, that's your, that's your twin sister, right? Yes, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, how would you recommend they get started if they're kind of on their own? Like, it's, and we'll aim at an elementary teacher. What uh, perhaps app should they start with, or what areas should they go to to start that iteration process we talked about? So, personally, I really like the studio.code.org, um, and there is an app for that, but it's a little tricky to find. Uh-huh. Um, but those resources are great because you're able to track student progress on them. Um, it's a free app. It works on iPads. It works on laptops. Um, and what happens is you can enroll your class really, really easily and then see like how often they're logging in, um, how many iterations it's taking them to complete a particular puzzle. Mm-hmm. And you're able to give feedback on that, which is really nice. Um, plus, the course is set up in such a way that it makes activities easy um, at the beginning, and then after a few stages, oh, we didn't cover this. And so it creates opportunities for teachable moments. Uh, one thing that I learned a couple years ago oh, yeah. was, <laughs> um, this is really great. So um, in one of the Tinker programs, there's a word called restitution, and I didn't do my homework, and I didn't know what restitution was. <laughs> is that recursive or no restitution? No. <laughs> it is the um, bounciness of an object. Oh, I thought it was like if you do something bad to somebody, you got to sort of you know give payback in a sense. Yep, 
Well, it's that too. Okay. Um, but the coefficient of restitution is the bounciness of an object, and students need to know that in certain coding pro, um, platforms. Uh-huh. Because if they want to make a cannon or if they want to make like a basketball game, they need to know how to make the ball bounce. Oh, okay. So, Tara, you <laughs> actually make mistakes yourself once in a while then? Yes. And okay. that's why it's important to do the lessons ahead of time yeah. because you learn those things. <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. All right. So, you were a, are, are the 21st Century Innovative Educational Coach Award winner this year. So congratulations. Thank uh, you. What motivated you to apply in the first place? Um, I just, I saw the title and I was like, well, we do innovative stuff. Um, yeah, let's, let's do this. Let's see what happens. <laughs> We're starting a lot of new things um, in the elementary school this year from inquiry time to the coding case study. Mm-hmm. And it's just really exciting stuff that we're seeing gains from. So I figured... Why not try? <laughs> Final question, then. How can people get a hold of you? I'll have it, I'll have it in the show notes, but uh, why don't you go ahead and tell us? Okay. Uh, the best way to get a hold of me would probably be through Twitter. Uh-huh. So on, on Twitter, I'm TechTeacherT. Um, yeah, I check my email most days. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it, it sounds like Twitter, though, is the place to go. Twitter is, uh, t- tends to be the place to go. My email is um, just techlinny, T-E-C-H-L-I-N-N-E-Y uh, at gmail.com. All right. Well, I've been speaking with Tara Linney. She's, <laughs> <laughs> she's an ed tech coach at uh, Singapore American School and the big winner of the 21st Century Learning Innovative Educational Coaching Award. Thanks so much for your time today. Thank you. This interview was brought to you by 21st Century Learning International. Find us on the web at 21clradio.com. <laughs>